Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, it's uh, 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, situation fluid like it was right from the start of the show. Welcome back. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office uh, technology and software. We're going to push Ian Herbers back a bit. Uh, we could have as many as four or five guests in the next hour of the show. Ian will be one of our guests, along with Jack Michaels, my play-by-play partner. But at this time, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Battle. We already have people asking and questioning the orders of signed Ryan Murray. If you've not heard the news, um, a one-year deal, $750,000. I mean, 400 games plus of experience. He's played a lot of his career as a four or five defenseman. I'm not sure we're going to be able to squeeze Ryan in today because I think he's on the ice as we speak. But Hart Levine from Puckpedia is going to educate us on how Edmonton is going to make this work because right now, Hart, the orders are uptight against him, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's not much different because we knew that they, you know, it's a minimum salary, right? So we knew they'd have to move some things around. But you wonder if they signed him, is there, you know, do they expect him to be on the roster or would he be someone that they'd potentially waive and keep a Samarukov? Um, they're going to have to make some decisions for sure. All right. So, so again, we have people saying, well, how in the heck are they going to do this? So I'm going to operate on the – and you can – so here's the context that I'm going to operate under, and I've got about five different index cards here, just so you know. But I've got uh, the team as it stands right now. I've got 12 forwards listed, McDavid, Kane, Hyman, Dreisettler, and H.E. Yamamoto, McLeod at 900K or less, uh, Fogel and Pogliarvi, Shore, Yanmark, and Ryan – and then Nurse and CeCe, Kulak and Bouchard, Broberg and Barry, Campbell and Skinner. Uh, and now Ryan Murray gets added as a seventh defenseman. Can the Oilers get all those guys in, or are they going to have to ma- move a body around here? So so you don't have Holloway or Samarukov, right? No, I do not. Yeah, so they they could do that. If, if, if they had 20 players, they could make that work. But the challenge... Well, they go to 21 once with Murray because they go to seven defensemen. Right. The challenge, though, is if you don't have Holloway on this opening roster submission, right. he's going to count $1.4 million when you try to call him up later because he's got performance bonuses and you need that in your in your pool. Um, and I just I, that, that's going to be a heavy lift if they try if they want to have him up at some point and now he's 1.4. I mean that that's going to be challenging. So I just I would be very very surprised if Holloway is not in that opening roster submission. So I think you got to try to make that roster work with him on it. And if you do that, you know, you're, you're going to have to, you, you sign McLeod for under 900,000 and you're, you're looking at a guy like shore down, um, you know, one or both of Murray and Samarukov down, right. Um, not on that opening roster. So yeah. What about, I've got, a, I've got another couple options because it can be a paper transaction for a day. Can't it? Of course, but someone on waivers, they could actually get claimed though. And then it's, all right. It's so what about rate. what about Yanmark or Derek Ryan, who are one point two five million dollar cap hits? And you have those other guys. Yeah, here. Be Der- 
Derek Ryan, I think, yeah, is an option, right? And maybe doesn't get claimed yet. So, but certainly you could try to make that work. Uh, again, why does McLeod come in for? And you're still trying to figure out, like, which defenseman are you willing to risk on waivers, right? Like, it seems like Samarukov or Murray, I don't see how they both, can they both be on that opening roster? Not, not no, I don't think so. Yeah. And we're giving a spot to Broberg, and you want Broberg here because, like Holloway, he is, in fact, is Broberg's... Uh, Bonus amount, not even. It's more than Holloway's, isn't it? It's like one six. Yeah, you need him in. I mean, yeah, I, any of those guys, either of them, you want them to play on your team this year. They've got to be in that opening roster submission, or it just doesn't make any sense. So they've so still got. Put them later. I mean, we should mention here. It's it's the second of uh, September, so we've got forty yeah. days for the Oilers to get this in place, basically. And, and let's not forget, I mean, if they had an injury in camp, a uh, long-term injury, that buys them some more time, right? That changes yeah. the math a little bit. Is there, is, there, um, is there a chance the Oilers have to put somebody, if they, they might have to move Clefbaum to off-season LTIR here? Is that is, is that feasible at all? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's a different set of math, and so that, that's possible that have, they could move either Smith or club bomb or both off season, but it will that wouldn't really impact them now because they're you know we're not that far out from when they're going to submit the opening roster. The the reason why you wouldn't want to do that is once you do that, you it's just like when you set your LTR pool during the season. That's your how much you can exceed the cap, and now you can't go over, like you can't add any more cap it at that point. Um, so that would kind of have to be their last move, right? They'd do that at the same time as signing in the cloud or. They were, or if they were going to be adding anybody else. So if they went to the offseason in um, LTIR as of like in the summer before that opening roster submission, that's basically their last move. So um, you have to see. And, and it doesn't really help them with McLeod because in that offseason um, cap it number, he includes his qualifying offer, and he's not going to sign for much different than that probably. So. Yeah. And it's funny because people said, well, McLeod's got to get $1.2, $1.3 million. He does not have not arbitration rates. That's not yeah, how. Not on a one-year, no. And this is this is one where the Oilers have to, Ken Holland, and he has the reputation of doing this, he has to use the system to his advantage on those sort of players that are, do not have arm rights that are our face. Yeah, one-year deal for McLeod is coming. I'd be surprised if it's more than 900000 and it could be in the 800s, I would think. Yeah. Now, if they make a... But I don't think a two-year deal, I think, would be quite a bit more, like, you know, yeah, into the one, two, one, three range. So I think if it's a two-year deal, it's got to be accompanied with a trade of, you know, whether it's one of those guys we talked about before, Fogel or someone getting moved out. Otherwise, I think you're talking McLeod, yeah, under 900, and and probably they're waiting to to put that deal um, to bed until they finally decide how they want to make the roster work. All right, we got a question here from Ron in Athabasca. He says, "Bob, isn't Broberg waiver eligible? Can he be move? Can he be off the opening night roster?" That one comes to us from Ron in Athabasca. What would your response to that be, Art? No, Broberg doesn't need waivers. He could be sent down without waivers. But it's the same issue as with Holloway. Um, Holloway. He's a one point seven million dollar cap hit if he's not included. If you call him up later, so just just to go back over this, so. When you're in LTIR, there's the, the player salary pool and there's the player performance bonus pool. And when you en- first enter LTIR, which is like on that opening roster submission, 
the average annual bonus, the average performance bonuses in their contract for all all players that have them goes into a separate pool. And so if later you have players on your roster where their average performance bonuses are more than that, that difference comes out of your cap it. So the the kind of short way of thinking about it is if players aren't in the opening roster, when you try to call them up later, instead of their cap hit, they're going to count for their AAV, which includes their performance bonuses. So that puts Broberg at a $1.7 million he would count 1.7 against the cap. Holloway would count 1.4 against the cap. Again, that, how you get, those guys are going to be, on, especially Broberg, he's going to be on the roster at some point this season. So I don't see how you could make him work at 1.7 later. You've got to include him now, and he's only 863, right? Yeah. Um, and Holloway, again, I mean, I, I can't imagine their depth chart when they think about where, you know, where he ranks, when you factor in some injuries, like I don't can't imagine they don't expect him to play NHL games this year. So again, unless they have some other big cap clearing moves, I think it's going to be pretty hard for them to make it work with him at 1.4, which means they're going to have to include him in their opening roster at 9.25, and 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 then that I mean then they could send him down right after if they want, but that that's that really helps in the rest of the year when they want to use him he's at 925 instead of 1.4 one final one for Hurt Levine from Puckpedia who's all over the uh, the cap stuff for us here in Oilers now he's uh, got a big following out there talks to all the agents uh, Matt S says Bob what kind of cap space do the Oilers get back next year with all the current dead cap space if we're including the LTIR uh, here's where we mentioned that both Clefbaum and Smith Hurt they come off the books. So, you know, they're basically 6.4 money in LTI each year. And uh, they got a couple other guys whose uh, retained dollars come to an end as well in uh, in buyouts and that sort of thing. Yeah, Sekiro's 1.5 million comes off next year. Lucic's 750,000 comes off next year. And then this year they're being charged 896,000 of a carryover bonus for next year. So that would always come off. But we both expect that that's probably going to be replaced by at least Bouchard getting another close to 850 or unless there's yep. some injuries or something. But so that's probably a wash. So you're talking picking up the, yeah, the 2.25 between Sekiro 1.5 and Lucic's 750 coming off. And then what's Clefbaum and Smith gone, I mean, like we're kind of factoring that in right now, like they have that space, but it's certainly, so it's, it's not necessarily more cap space with them gone, but it gives them way more flexibility um, and not having to worry about the LTIR calculations and trying to get the roster combination like exactly right um, to, to set the pool for the start of the season. And so like, for example, next year, a guy, a Holloway, or maybe next year it's a Borgo or Reed Schaefer or something, if they don't have to worry about LTIR pool, they don't have to try and like get one of those guys on the opening roster and worry about the performance bonuses. That's all becomes irrelevant if, if they're not an LTIR team. So it certainly gives them some more flexibility. All right, I lied. I got one more question. I know you've talked to agents no, no. around the business. Um, so we're at 82.5 this year. We're at 83.5 next summer. How high are some of the agents thinking it's going to climb to? Because that's when the big jump occurs is in the year after. Are, are we looking at 90, a $90 million cap in a couple of years? Well, uh, at first they were saying it's it's going to be 83 and a half, then 84 and a half, and then a jump. And then we just heard Bill Daly say, no, we think maybe it'll be that one year sooner. So it makes me think then if it's going to be a year sooner, you know, it's not going to be as big a jump in that year for doing it a big sooner, uh, a year sooner. So maybe we go to 83 and a half next year, and then we're into the, you know, 86, 87 million dollar range for a year, and then um, jump up into the 90s because that that one year then it's maybe like a hybrid. It's kind of covering off the rest of the the balance owed. Um, but I think we could we we'd expect to be at a 90 million dollar cap in yeah in three years. Um, it just we'll see what happens in that in two years where we get. 
All right. Awesome stuff. How do people follow you on Twitter, Hurt? At Puckpedia on Twitter and the website's Puckpedia.com. Thanks for turning around this quickly for us. My pleasure. Anytime. Thanks. You bet. It's 117 in Edmonton. That's Hart Levine from Puckpedia. We will uh, tell you that uh, guests on the show, they get gift certificates from Ruse Chris. But our Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown, Hall of Fame, uh, should be a U of A Hall of Fame recipient. Not sure why he isn't. Uh, Probably the best football player that program's had in the last 40 years. Jim and Trent Brown from James H. Brown. 117, back with Golden Bears hockey coach Ian Herbers. This is Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's 119 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers. Now we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and be joined by a guy who played in the NHL as a defenseman, coached in the NHL, and coached against the guy the Oilers signed today. Ryan Murray, he also knows uh, the Western League pretty well from his playing days, and uh, he's the head coach at the University of Alberta Golden Bears. We welcome back to the show Ian Herbers. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Great, Bob. Thank you. Good. Good. Were you surprised that uh, Ryan Murray signed with Edmonton? Uh, no, no, not with the the talent they have. With obviously with Connor and Leon and the group uh, and the way they've been moving forward, so a great signing for the Oilers. It's almost like you got tipped off about it over the last twenty four hours, eh? <laughs> not really. No, I stay out of that loop now. So. Yeah, okay. Uh, so when when he was when you were with the Oilers and the coach, what do you, what do you think of him as a player? Uh, good, good, solid D-man, smart player, um, very committed to the game. Uh, I thought he was good two-way, solid defenseman. Yeah. A guy that can eat up some minutes and play in any situation. You talked about those top-end guys, Ian, and it, once your team gets good, it plays a factor, right, because there's a limited amount of money in the system right now. So if a guy's going to sign it for seven hundred and fifty k on a on a one-way deal, and, and, you know, maybe in the past you'd look at a market like Edmonton and say, I need one or a quarter to go there, and and instead he comes here at seven fifty. How much do you think that has to do with the fact that you know uh, the Oilers are perceived as as having a, a team that can compete? Well, that's a huge part of it, and that chance to win the Stanley Cup uh, for guys is a great experience. It doesn't come around very often, very challenging to get. Uh, so if you got that opportunity to give up a little bit of money to win a Stanley Cup, uh, I think just about any hockey player would do it. A former NHL defense media Herbers, he played with the Oilers, the Islanders, and Tampa Bay during his career. He was an Oilers assistant coach with Todd McClellan. All right, you talked, to, you know, you're, you're basically recruiting at this stage if you're Ken Holland and Jay Woodcroft. I know you're in contact with Jay. You're part of uh, Todd's staff with Jay. And so let's translate that to the situation at the university. You guys announced your uh, uh, recruits in the last couple days, but has the market changed a little bit for some of your targets because there's two more NHL teams, two more AHL teams, so often you guys got the best 20-year-olds that didn't sign. Now some of those guys are signing because there's few, you know more spots available in pro hockey. Is that uh, something you guys are having to deal with right now, Ian? 
Correct. Yeah, a lot of our guys that we're looking to and close to, a lot of them had registered into school, uh, signed American Hockey League deals and given pro a shot, uh, which is great for them. Maybe we might see one or two of them back at Christmas time or maybe the following season they have to redshirt. Um, but there has been limited players lo- lots of times in the past years. A uh, few of the guys that we've talked to decided to go out east. This year there's only been one player, and he just went to the Ontario division. Uh, usually two, three, four of the guys that maybe we're talking to will go to the Maritimes, uh, but not one of the players we talked to did that. They signed pro deals instead. Ian Herbers has an 850 conference winning percentage at Alberta. The Bears are the reigning uh, Canada West champs. They lost in the national championship final 5-4 to UQTR after beating Acadia 7-0 and CNFX 7-3 at the University Cup. You outshot the Patriots 70-40. Are you over it yet or does it still sting a little? No, it's uh, it's always good to have in the back of the mind uh, as, you know, when days get a little tougher, maybe during October, November, having that in the back of your mind as motivation to do that little bit extra to make us better, to make sure that we're set for games like that. And we find a, find a way to be on the positive end of that overtime win. Um, so it's, you know, it's something you stick with your mind. Obviously, you don't want to fester with it and, and and bring you down, but it's something that's good to keep in the back of the mind. You've lost several players off last year's team. For the specifics of Oilers now, one of the players that you lost was Noah Phillip, who is in town skating uh, You know, with Leon Dreisaitl and Xavier Borgo and Dylan Holloway out at the, the DCA. I, I, the Oilers have got a couple uh, uh, support people out there hoping, uh, you know, running that sort of, the, what do they call it, a captain skate, I guess. Um, for maybe Oilers fans that don't know a lot of know about Noah Phillip, what can you tell us about him? Uh, very committed, uh, very passionate about the game, loves being on the ice, uh, knows that he has to keep working at his game and has that passion and desire to keep improving at his game. Uh, big body that sees the ice well, can play center or wing, uh, has a good quick release shot and can make plays in tight. Uh, he was a guy for us at the U of A. We played in every situation, power play, penalty kill, down a goal, up a goal. Uh, key face-offs, uh, all three zones of the ice, uh, 200-foot player for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, uh, you know, good chance he... I know you played him a lot in right wing last year, but I think there's a good chance he might get a look at center. And as you know, there's a shortage in the National Hockey League at big centers, and uh, Noel Phillips is a six-foot-three-and-a-half uh, right shot center slash right wing. All right, uh, in development camp this year, uh, the Oilers had... Do they have both of the Hall boys there or just one, do you know? Yeah, both, uh, both were there. Both were, and they have now committed to your program. We're talking about Adam Hall and Justin Hall. They're both WHL players. Uh, tell us about uh, these two guys because they're a couple of your better recruits. Yeah, the two big bodies again. Uh, something that we've been lacking in the past is having bigger forwards that can get to the hard areas, play in the hard areas. Uh, both guys bring size. Uh, both guys this week here in practice have just been firing pucks and picking top corners left and right at will, it seems like. Uh, so very good hands in tight, very good hands around the neck and make plays. Um, and right now, Fontaine centering the two of them. So I don't think they've had an opportunity to play together in a long time on the same line. Uh, so we're going to start that off tomorrow against Mount Royal at Claire Drake Arena and, and see how those two look together, but expecting big things from them. Uh, Justin Hall is a uh, he's 6'1", 205-pound uh, right shot that last year with Lethbridge had 34-goal, 74-point season. Uh, and Adam Hall had 10 points in uh, 12, or 10 goals in 12 playoff games for the Vancouver Giants. 
You had Noah Phillip. Nobody had him on the radar screen as a guy potentially getting an NHL contract. These guys both went to development camps this year uh, with the Oilers. Do they have a chance if they develop here to at that size and with their skill level? That I mean, Ian, you coached the American Hockey League for Nashville. You coached the NHL for the Edmonton Oilers. You played in the NHL for the Oilers. Are we talking about a couple guys that might, you know, if, if they work at their craft, can end up getting themselves uh, in the mix there? If they have the same commitment that Noah did, definitely. Uh, they kind of almost remind me a little bit of Philper. Obviously not the centerman, uh, but both big bodies, good hands. they just got to work on that explosiveness, that first two, three steps, that little bit of breakaway uh, from the defender speed out of the corners, uh, off the wings. Uh, work on that part of the game, get more powerful, more dynamic. They have a good chance. When you swept... Uh, the Saskatchewan Huskies in January of last year, no Philip had come back to the team. He scored three of the goals in the two games. Did you think that was the last time you were going to coach against Mike Babcock in Canada West Hockey? Well, I wasn't sure he was even going to be there that long. I thought at some point he was going to sign December, January before we even got there. Uh, so that was always in the back of my mind. I knew it wasn't a long-term commitment, um, but we had a good weekend. Our guys played well. That was our first first weekend after a month and a half of not playing hockey. So our guys came out. Our power play was fantastic that first game and won us the series. All right, and uh, ultimately they lost to the uh, Calgary Dinos at home in a three-game series, and you guys pumped Calgary 6-1, 6-2 in back-to-back games to advance to the University Cup, so maybe the writing was on the wall there. Ian, uh, we'll, we'll catch up every three or four weeks. Thanks for your time. Best of luck uh, this upcoming season. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That's former Edmonton Oilers uh, defenseman and coach, the head coach at the University of Alberta, uh, Ian Herberts, who's quite bullish on uh, Noel Philp, and uh, by all reports, Philp had a an impressive uh, debut down in Bakersfield. Got into three playoff games for the Condors. And uh, Andy also commented there for us a bit about Ryan Murray, who he coached against as a member of the Oilers coaching staff. Ryan Murray signing a one-year deal, $750,000. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll wait and see here. Uh, Bob, uh, Mark in St. Albert texts us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and says uh, Ryan, Ryan Murray's only played about 60% of the available games due to injury for Mark in St. Albert. Well, he has been injury, you know, injury riddled during the course of his career, uh, but he only for the purposes of Edmonton. I mean, we're we're looking at a six-seven defenseman that probably doesn't have to slot in as a four-five guy, but he's played as a four-five guy for most of his career. We'll take a timeout. Go off to global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Jack Michaels, Oilers radio and television play-by-play voice.